welcome to like mother like son like movies. I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And on this episode, we are going to dwell into um, our our uh, our list of favorite movies of 2020. The way the way I wanted to, I thought that we could do this episode, this, this our list, is that we could kind of divide it in two. So we could we could first go through. Uh, um, uh, one list like my list and then we could just you know get to talk and discuss about those movies and then next after that we could then go into your list to my mother's list I, I'm, I'm very interested what are in your list I don't know so yeah I'm also interested what you have I have no idea so uh, you want to start what do you want to start what do you mean should I should I start my list? You should start your list. <laughs> okay. So uh, first of all, uh, a surprising film that I didn't know was this good. Yeah. So we have this uh, Florian Sellers, the father, with Anthony Hopkins. It's the father. The father, based on the French play, the father. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Florian. Seller. Flo- Florian Seller? Yeah, and it's uh, with Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman. And, and Hopkins... it's his, his first film, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was his first. That was really crazy. Like, yeah! Crazy. What the talent! Yeah, really, really great handling of cinematic language. Um, great, great editing, absolutely marvelous editing. And really a move, type of movie that holds on on the editor and Anthony Hopkins absolutely deserved that Oscar. Yes. I didn't know anything yes. about it when we were doing the Oscars. I was rooting more uh, uh, Ahmed. Yeah, yeah. And But if he had known this... Yeah, I would have been very happy. That immediately Hopkins. we would have, because that's it. And well, I think that... Now I got excited because I know this. So this... I think that this director, this Florian Seller, must have special qualities that he got these actors to do his film. He must be a something special person because these actors demand a lot because they are the best in the world. No, he, he this, wrote uh, it. He wrote it for Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins and this uh, woman. Mm. Uh, Coleman, Olivia Coleman, they're the best, the best. I mean, there are better ones, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I mean that they're on the top. No, no, Artemisia. Royalties. Royalties of the movies. You know? So he must be a special kind of person that he got them there, and could, I, yeah, got I think to do that the... movie. I think he he wrote the script and he sent it to Anthony Hopkins, and he said that he, if he wouldn't. Do it. They probably he wouldn't do the film or something. Oh, like it was really him that he wrote it. The character is called Anthony because it's like yeah. him. It's it's very much him, and it's about the um, growing old, and it's about um, like how how Anthony is is dealing with that uh, growing old because uh, Anthony also himself he has uh, autism. Is a uh, Asperger's spectrum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins. 
yeah and stuff so it's a lot of stuff like a meta stuff in a way that kind of yeah. come come together and it's it's i was really astonished like i was and and it indeed it's absolutely heartbreaking and very yes. very tense movie the end i keep thinking about it while i walk still now on the streets yeah. you know when i go somewhere i remember the ending and i'm thinking had such a pain in me yeah yeah you I, can't I, do nothing crazy. about it and it's a nothing. wonderful film to think and watch again and to yeah. piece it together and try to make sense of it because it is not i don't know if it even meant to be made sense because that's the difficulty of it all is that it is so confusing and you get a little bit frustrated like the character because it's all the time contradictions and illogical situations and things that all the time you at some point you feel like now i know where it's at like now i know oh it's now it's taking place in lifetime or now okay now we know and then it's just okay all the time cuts you off it's all the time mm. punishes you of trying to make sense of it and and so it it puts you so effectively into the mindset of the main character and this olivia colman is an equal partner for this uh, father the daughter mm. it's the two of them are equally good they they comp- compromise each other like <clears throat> yeah it's it's amazing to see the the acting together Yeah 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 and it, and it it's a movie where it also takes it's time to also explore a little bit of the daughter's experience because it's about both sides in a way That's about, it that's yeah. what I want to say it's, but it's both but, Yeah and and I I could say that there is this little bit of a challenge of the movie to kind of because it you you are setting up this unreliable reality Yeah. So it's a little bit hard to explore the daughters. So I maybe I would say that it's not as well explored as Anthony. Uh, that's the strongest. That's really and it's really the best with that already, you know. Mm. Um so and it's also of course a little bit spoiled if you would actually know it from her point of view because then you would just know what Yes, exactly. It has to be that way that yeah. it's done. But that's this director I I will watch his So so people say that it is career. about the daughter's experience, but for me it's not as much as it's really about him. It's about his reality that is crumbling. But he couldn't do it alone. It he needs something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need the daughter character. It's beautiful how they change the character the actor and all of this and Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, and you get such shocks one after the other. The you audience gets shock after the other. Yeah, and then we have again very theatrical. We have one play setting. We have dialogue. No, but it changes, and then you don't know. Yeah, 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 but I mean, but it is a theater play. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah theater... because it's a from a play. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a French from a play. play. Yeah, and and in the theater version, they apparently slowly removed furniture. Until it was all just no further. Yeah. It's uh, kind of uh, symbolizing the mind that the mind is diminishing. It's, everything is going away, and that's that's what little bit what happening in that apartment. That it's things are getting uh, removed and it's getting bare and bare slightly. He, yeah, he even comments are... that why why is this 
the paintings down, taken down, they are ready yeah, to move. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. But also, it's do, do, done with uh, clothes. When yeah. his clothing is changing. Yeah, and know the kitchen changes. I immediately noticed, like there's a different kitchen suddenly, and yeah. like like little things. Uh, really wonderful, wonderful film. Amazing. It, you can do it. Watch it again and again and again. It's yeah. Next we have um, also another surprise that I didn't know existed, but I've just suddenly out of nowhere it came a movie, so I had to see it also for the list. It was uh, and it was really good. It was Chana Jafar Banahi's uh, movie, short movie he made in 2020 uh, called Hidden. Yeah. And it's uh, very. It's it's like uh, eight minutes or something. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, you saw yeah, it. Yeah, because I saw it too. And yeah. yeah. And it's uh, it's very very simple, but it's all those things that we kind of love about Panay, like his yes. way of filmmaking, and it's it, it has a very beautiful emotional ending and. But with Yafar Panahi, the beautiful thing is that it's a it's an example of a documentary where it not, doesn't necessarily, you don't need to be convinced if it's really documentary or not. It's about the story and how he's making it and what's what's unfolding. And it's so a documentary or fiction, it doesn't matter. It's really good story, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he just uses this way of filmmaking where you 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 are more very very. Um, uh, you you realize it as a, that it is made. There's there's portions, for example, where they you you realize like there there's two phones that is filmed with. One is on the on the dashboard, and one is by his daughter. And uh, and there is like at when, when the first part of the film is with the car, and then the second part is them going into the house, listening to the singing. And there is, you have the daughter who is filming Jafar Panahi. Yeah. Being there, so you know, you you, you become you become kind of it's like a, it's kind of a, a kind of a revelational way of kind of making you understand that it is being filmed. Yes, There's he a director tells it. in front of you filming that film. Yeah, you know. he even tells details about it on the trip that this camera is here and this yeah. camera is there and this is and he, and he made a screenplay. It has done and everything, but it's anyway looks like a document, just like uh, spontaneous. Yeah, they even talk about like making other films and how they are in this village and the culture of the village and you, you they really set up this how real those persons are in the village how we, how yeah. we are seeing this woman reacting to them and this mother and what is happening why is it happening like the way it's happening and and it's, so, it's, there is a strong commentary in it and it's real but the the commentary is real and it's a real message but it so doesn't matter if it's documentary i'm curious if you have seen the 2018 film of his these three faces no. No, they talk about so because it, but I don't... That, that's I'm curious because it connects to this one. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a sequel to this one, but but it's independent. So it it makes because I have seen it a few times. I never tire of it, 
And so I was wondering if I'm affected by that film when I see this film. But now I see what you see. say, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then we have uh, one that I just now finished. I was like going crazy with trying to finish it because I wanted to know if it's what is the level of of um, rating, you know, of, on my list. And with, with, when you when 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 I'm trying to watch these like uh, 2020 movies or miniseries, the miniseries are the worst. Like this is a six-part miniseries with every episode being an hour, and I have like a week of time oh, to oh. watch it. So it I, it was like the Le Bureau at the beginning of the year. I was really <laughs> on a deadline. So it, 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 I couldn't enjoy it in a slow, you know, calm way. But also, I was so invested into this story that I, I had to just, like, binge watch it whenever I had the little moment of possibility to watch a little bit further and to know what will happen with this family and with these characters. And it's it's uh, from the same filmmaker uh, of Blue Valentine and Place Beyond the Vine, the Pines. Uh, Derek Cian France Cian France I'm sorry if I say it wrong um, but you I think you have seen Beyond the Pines yes oh and I Brian, remember it forever ever yeah. I've done several uh, drawings on it yeah yeah, several. You, you, yeah yeah you made some drawings on <laughs> Gosling on it and uh, that film is, was not the strongest for me I didn't think it was his best film I liked Blue Valentine much more that was a very very gut wrenching like blow uh, uh, I like of a this movie. Pine better, but I like them both. Yeah. yeah so now he made his best stuff. Uh -huh. uh, that that he made a mini series called I Know This Much Is True, with uh, Mark oh, Ruffalo now, playing. Now you get. I <laughs> you know that I'm in. A, Lying in the library to wait for this, like, and they're so slow to breathe, <laughs> so slow to breathe, so now. <laughs> but it's in uh, HBO. I think yes. if you have HBO, you can see it from there. Yes, but I've been waiting for this one for <laughs> since the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah. So and also it came out of kind of nowhere for me. I didn't. And then I it was like, oh, it's 20, 2020, So I better. I wanted to see it. So I better. And then. And I, this yeah. man, the it, actor. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, which is yeah, does his best stuff. Uh, yeah, so far I loved I loved him in Zodiac also, but uh, here he's doing absolute like next level. Like he he won an Emmy for it and for sure like. But you know that it. it's not very long one. It's not very long one. It was like two hours or so. What? This series. This is six part. This is six. Parts. Every episode, it's like uh, oh, six I hours, know. and okay, they filmed like a hundred hours or something. They filmed a <gasps> crazy amount of material. It's based on a book, and he plays uh, identical twins. Yeah, yeah. So he plays both parts. He first filmed one twin, and then after that, he gained weight and. Uh, cut his beard to play his brother <laughs> uh, Dominic and Thomas and this this was really abs absolutely like crazy 
emotional story. I like this. This the filmmaker Derek has this ability to make the 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 the, the worst stories for you. You know, like Blue Valentine, where you're just by the by in the middle and by the end of it, you're so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible you know how life can be and this is just mark ruffalo having the worst life ever <laughs> imagined <laughs> it's so horrible and and uh it, it deals with his family and his burden of his family his his brother is schizophrenic very extreme uh, form of uh, schizophrenic and uh, already from the very first episode where it starts you are just like dropped into the worst situations of, of his life that he has to deal with and it's just him trying to somehow get uh, like un stability understanding and kind of closure for this this situation with his family and it goes Whoa. into his grandfather who was an Italian immigrant who came to America and who was also called Dominic, uh, and so it's it, it's 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 the whole history of also of the family, and it's all from his point of view, and it's it's really it's really really amazing. But what I would like to know is that you just now finished watching it, yeah? yeah. So you can't you haven't slept over it yet. So you think tomorrow morning you will be in the same. Oh, it I... will! It will last in my mind. Uh, those scenes and those stuff that happens—it's, it will—it's <laughs> crazy. Just like Blue Valentine, I will always remember the the how how it really rips your heart out. And I with with the place beyond the pines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So so h highly recommend. Oh, that's Marvelous. nice. Oh, I'm so happy to hear this that it's <laughs> worthwhile for my waiting. <laughs> and uh, then we have, of course, the most obvious best movie of the year for sure, Charlie Kaufman's "I'm Thinking of Ending Things," which we we haven't really talked about, or it was not in the Oscars at all or anything, uh, no. but just. Whenever we get anything from Kaufman, it's it's a gift from heaven. Yes, yeah. And it's absolutely brilliant film, and it's a film that I can't wait to go back to explore further. I was again also very confused and very like it's it's a, it's a, it, this type of mystery films that uh, you enjoy thinking again and again. And yes, all the time. But the, don't you get depressed? Bite. No, not from this. As not as much as Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that that was for sure so far the most depressing things I have seen in the whole year. For six hours, that <laughs> oh, is it's horrible. So I'm happy I'm out of that. So I'm I'm rather being. I'm not. I'm not. I'm thinking of ending things. I actually I, watching. I'm thinking of ending things was a very very pleasurable. Very enjoyable experience for me. I love because you have, for example, okay, we have surrealism and dreamlike. We yesterday, uh, Meryl was watching short films from Disney Plus, and uh, there was this one uh, film called like Destino or something. And then we we're like, okay. And then I realized it immediately when he when she put it on. This is the Disney collaboration with Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali 
was doing an animation for Disney, you know, like a surreal animation, and they have this short film out of it, kind of uh, left, and it's it's completely insane. <laughs> it's no, Salvador Dali is not insane. So <laughs> I, I'm uh, his fan forever. But of course, he's uh, eccentric, extremely eccentric. Yeah, but but I mean, for sure. What I mean is that it's it's like it's like a best of of Dali. It's oh. everything he has ever done in one little animation short film. Like all the imagery, the the, the had to be of course the clock. There's the phones desert there's everything and it's this 10 minutes five minutes of non-stop uh animation of his paintings that goes on and on and on and and it's it really made my brain melt like i couldn't <laughs> handle it i too, it's too much for me because when you have his paintings at least you can take your time to yeah, conceptualize yeah, yeah. You can see it one a year. Yeah, and then like, okay, I, I now I, I don't, I cannot take another painting. You know, it's too much for me to think this his surrealistic logic and everything. But when you have this animation, it's so difficult to keep up with it. What's happening? Why is it? You know, it doesn't make any sense when you are seeing it. Like you could maybe deconstructualize it and make an essay about it and whatever you think of Dali and everything, but. The experience of watching it is uh, insanity. This is like what the what what the this schizophrenic brother in the Mark Ruffalo is think, seeing oh. all the time in his mind. You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't watch it. It was too much for me. It, I couldn't oh, okay. handle it. I think I don't know. It it wasn't a good animation in my opinion. Like so, compared to that, I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman with a very pleasurable narration. Where you you can really take your time and be and you know, those long shots of them like driving and and being this dark and it's very very um, it's, it's it's somewhat relaxing. It's very and confusing. it's neat. It's neat and beautiful and it has all the you know um, it's it's uh, colors and the shapes and things are beautiful. Yeah. So you can kind of it enjoy it this misery yeah and and it's not it wasn't as they didn't have that same tension as for example the father had you know yeah. where these are the two films that take place inside of a mind in a way yeah. so uh this was if, if you would think in that sense that it, it is classified as a horror film like kaufman's horror film that he made it's not yeah. really a horror for me this is just a it's a, it's a it's a psychological trauma, you know, in a way. But and, it's everyday life is such it's horror. But it wasn't really horrifying. It was there's no scary or uh, nightmares or there was no moment in the film like like in the father where I get really frustrated and confused and kind of terrified every time in the father. Like if I if we go back compared to that, every, yeah. you know, there's moments in the father because it gets so emotional, this this guy Anthony that there's this motion uh, moments where she's talking with this uh, help, this this maid, this this nanny uh, social helper who comes in and he gets confused again with her and he's like like wait a minute like this is what happened this is what happened and there is this uh, and then comes this husband 
who is again played by the other actor, you know, of the daughter, comes in and the daughter says, oh, I have to go and get your meds. And Anthony like grabs her and says, don't leave me. Don't go anywhere because I'm afraid. Don't go anywhere. And, and But she's like, I will be right back. I will be right back. I will just go to the another room. And I am completely terrified because I know the moment she goes, she is not going to come back because this is his life now. And I, I, I'm so, this is, this is, I'm breaking down, you know, when I'm watching yeah. this. this. This is for me I'm... the most horrible thing because mm. I'm so, I'm so sympathetic to this Anthony. Poor Anthony who will, is, don't have any anchor of reality anymore. And, yeah. And I feel he's crying when he's saying, don't go, don't leave me alone. Like that's, he's, Anthony Hopkins saying, don't go, don't leave me. It's, it's more terrifying than anything that happens in Charlie Coffins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. And that's oh, the horror yeah, of reality, yeah. you know. You so, said uh, it just right, yeah. So, but, but I love Kaufman's ability to craft the story and this concept and how he uses imagery and like, like, like compared to Dali, Dali doesn't, in that animation there's like no structure there's mm, no yeah. like it's just this mess of his imagery but Kaufman the, narrates it and places the, it and builds yeah. this amazing story but you have this structure beautiful structure with all the you know wallpapers and yeah, things yeah. and all and but this woman doesn't go. It it's, makes you furious. He doesn't go. See why he doesn't go? But <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't. Like yes, he couldn't. Like it's. it's so I can't go in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't get it yet. I, I I really I want to read the book. I want to kind of explore it further. I don't get it yet, really. That film. Which book? I'm thinking of ending things. There's a book. Yeah, this like first Kaufman film that he is not his like well maybe the adaptation was based on a book but this is like a literal adaptation of film, his film own age, book film age, yeah no not his own book it's uh, somebody else wrote it and somebody else's book you're yeah. going to read it i'm really a kind of afraid Should yeah, I, I, get want to, I want to see if there is more stuff in the book and then when you have it in a written form things are in a way set out loud rather than visualizing it's just that you have yeah, to guess. Yeah, maybe so it's easier. To, yeah, maybe I want to see how the book treats that same story. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a wonderful film. I, wonderful film. I, I, I was, why, the, I, yeah. well, why, you see, why do I, th every time I think about this film, the first thing comes to my mind, the same thing always is this this um, guy in the when when they she goes to the school and there's this old guy yeah so you know in in the films I always have this one thing that in, outside it's snowing and then yeah. he's going into the school and he's stuck there and it's this old guy, and it's so scary. So that's always my, what I see. I'm sure everybody has his own, but I, it's, that's what... Well, yeah. but the old guy is central to the story. Yeah. It's the main thing. Yeah, I'm so fat and ugly and <laughs> things and... and uh, 
<laughs> and she can't go out of that school. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. So uh, if we go if we go to the next movie, I have, uh, of course, David Fincher's Monk, which was together with I'm thinking of anything were well, one of the earliest Farewell Amor Monk, and they they came to Netflix, and you could just see them right away. And it was a wonderful beginning of the year, like it was because you could have these great films already. And, if we had the father also, then yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all of this, you know, like uh, all of them, <laughs> <laughs> like in the old times. So we talked about it in the Oscar talk, I think, because we saw it both. So I'm not going to go into it too much, but it was great. I loved it a lot. Uh, many people think it's a. Uh, I, I talked with some people, and it was like, I think people a little bit misunderstood it. The film, uh, maybe yeah. just just the biographical film. It's not really only about, but it's about an era. It's about the period. It's a new thing industry. on that subject, I think. For me, it, it, was, mm. it gave new... Th- yeah. and it's about it's a politics also. And it's about that period. It's really and about the politics of that period. And, yeah. yeah. And about film industry, of course. Uh, but I think it's a good... It's a fun biography film, but it, I think it's... If if you think of it just as a biography, or really simplifying it, then I think it's the least interesting part of that film. It's like the biography, you know, like okay, yeah, we get it. It's this type of character, yeah, it's but a, yeah, he, it's a wonderful story to place that biographical real character, but in the setting of that era and that period, and then explore that time and that world through that so, character. So the screenplay. The 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 man the main character is writing a screenplay. It's yeah. this about this Herman Mankiewicz who writes. Yeah. So and it connects in a meta level to to David Fincher's father, John mm-hmm. Fincher, who wrote the screenplay, and so these Oscar people don't mm-hmm. give an Oscar to this film screenplay. I don't will not get it, and they give it to something else, which I will talk later. This this uh, un, incomprehensible. Okay. We well, I, I I can't wait to hear it. Um, okay. When we move to the next film, uh, yeah. it's another surprise. Also, it's uh, from uh, David Osit. It's a documentary called Mayor. How do you write it? It's mayor, like mayor of a city. Okay. Pormestari. Yeah. And it's... Uh, David... Osit. O-S-I-T. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a documentary where he follows Musa Hadid, who is a Christian mayor of Ramallah in uh, West Bank, in the Palestine. Oh, I saw it in your letterbox. Yeah. But I haven't seen the film. Yeah, and then it's, uh, uh, again, not so widespread release or anything like this, but it's, uh, it's uh, and I think I saw it in movie eventually, oh. and it's, it's, uh, it's a great, really great film. 
it's 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 the the strength of the film is that it's able to handle the subject matter in a very very diligent way in a way because it's a it's of course it the very most obvious thing is that it's a politically very uh thought provoking because yeah. it's a it's set in a Palestinian town city Ramallah yeah. which is the biggest city a kind of a cultural capital and big part of that story is of course the occupation and the Israeli army yeah. and we see a lot of stuff about that and it's not easy and it's 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 a it's an observation on the on the on the infrastructure of a city that is trying to keep itself alive during this kind of uh, military occupation yeah. and and you're just you're all that go, uh, seeing through uh, this real mayor who is his daily life his job and it's uh, promoted as half partly a comedy the strength of the film is that it's able to handle that subject matter really well uh, oh, balance balance those things together and so yeah it was great and then I have a movie that you recommended to me and it was in the Oscars I think it even maybe won the Oscar of best foreign film or something or documentary and it is this the mole agent it didn't win that uh, I was really yeah mm. but you recommended to me and I just didn't know anything about this film and it's absolutely brilliant yeah I absolutely love this film it was uh, and you know it's rarely you can see a film that is about getting old it's again about retirement and elderly. I have a lot of these films on my list, and it's it's uh, it's centered in a retirement house in uh, in Chile, Chile, and really you can see a film that is about elderly and retired and old people. That is really good film for those old people. Yeah. This is a great film. It feels like a film made for them in yeah. that retirement house. That they could see this film, you know, in their yeah, state yeah. and in their and it's like it's just the right tone. That it's yeah. like dramatic sometimes, but it keeps this very kind of lightheartedness and softness. Yes. And it guides you very nicely through and it's very easy film. But very emotional also and it's and it's about real situations and real life stuff that they they go through yeah. and it's uh it's that uh, man can handle his stuff this uh, actor i mean he can yeah, handle yeah, the, the old, situation the old guy yeah the old guy yeah. so that that was a, i i read on the letterbox for example like critics and talk about this small age and everybody took a lot of weight on the fact that is it documentary or not and that, that that people gave it very low rating because it wasn't a real documentary that it kind of takes something out of it and I just like we talked about Panahi and stuff that it's a good example of a film where it's not really important if doesn't that main matter. character yeah. it, it doesn't matter because all those interactions are very real still and there are real people there like Nomadland is not real. There are real people, real nomads in that film, but they don't get to be real. 
Yeah. It's 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 uh, who is this actor? Yeah, uh, Frances McDormand. It's about her. It's about yeah. a it's about a Hollywood actress producer who comes yeah. in into a production and makes it about her. Yeah. That's what Nomadland is. That's yeah. my like short review. Mole agent really gives the attention to the retired people, and it's their yeah. story. It's not about this this detective agent. And it's a it's a like. woman who made who is the director and the writer writer of it or whatever. It's Maite Alberdi. Yeah, sorry. And yeah, younger kind of woman, but so. It's not that old man himself, no. <laughs> no, he, no, he no handles <laughs> he handles his stuff really well. Yeah. Very likable guy, and uh, you don't feel like this is old. It's an old people's home, and the man, but you don't feel like that's just people. Yeah, 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 and um, indeed, and it, it is a great film. It it, it there's a central theme about. Your own relation with your own grandparents and stuff, yes. and it's really works and how, great. what's the importance of them? Yeah, it's great, great film. I I, I want to show it to everybody and enjoy yeah. it. It's and it's so funny. I really love those scenes, uh, this, uh, those those characters, those elderly people. Yeah, there's a light light yeah, scene. It's, in it. it's a great film to show how how many great stories you can make out of elderly people. Mm. You know. You can have a lot of fun with them. And then we have another... Uh, this is a more a real documentary. Uh, this is a Norwegian documentary called The Painter and the Thief. Yeah. Which, again, is just... All of these best films are just so amazing. I, I, I love... I love to go through them because I love to remember them and how how amazing it was to see them, and this also it's an amazing story, amazing characters, and also uh, ending is really on the point. Yeah. Wonderful ending. How how it's how how they set it up and how they yeah. reveal it because yeah. you could have seen it coming yeah. already, but you do you don't, and they. Mm. They they manipulated very well the filmmakers to make the emotional point at the end, and uh, you you are just in awe of how the story evolves yes. and how their this relationship kind of. It, it probably was uh, planned to be something else from the beginning, but it, it came mm. to has have his life of its own, and she took it. This woman who made it, yeah. She just received it and made it and it's it's, it's a type of a, when you are a documentary filmmaker you you are in in service of whatever is happening in front of you like of the characters and the, the people and it's a kind of kind of a lucky thing of you to just become to, to be in the right place at the right time you know and, yes. you, and here two real persons that are just the right type of characters personalities yeah. kind of meet and they create this story and you get to film it and there's you know, amazing as a filmmaker, yeah. and you. So. You feel very good having seen it. You feel afterwards really. Yeah, good. it's a good, good feel movie and uh, very mm. intense emotional moments also. It's great. And then I have a short film from uh, Jonathan Glazer, the, the uh, amazing filmmaker of uh, Under the Skin. 
Yeah. Uh, who continues his quality filmmaking with a short film. He made uh, in 2019, he made a short film, and in 2020, he made a short film. And this year, he made kind of a short film related to uh, quarantine with uh, Transpor uh, 1518, 1518, which is a, it's a kind of a dance video. It's he he. What he took is that he put dancers in uh, empty rooms around the town, different types of rooms, uh, and he, they do dance performances. And he edits that all together into this this uh, modern dance video short film. Yeah. So there's no story. There's no dialogue. It's just dancing, and it the the the, the, the all the right things kind of come together where it's a, it's of course a representation of quarantine life it's a kind of an expre- artistic expression of the pandemic uh-huh. uh, uh, and it's great dance performances great because uh, they have they, they do act and they do perform an expression of that subject and that that concept and very very well I think and then the best thing that Jonathan Glazer brings into it is the direction, camera work, and editing and music. Because the same music uh, uh, maker, composer, as in Under the Skin. And uh-huh. they, all of that same stuff they bring into this. And, and, and all of that stuff I really love in Under the Skin. And I absolutely like... To me, it's a, it's a gift to see a, him... Uh, continue and give me something more with that same production. That's wonderful to hear, and I, I'm still waiting to see this under the skin. <laughs> and I think it's ten years ago. Or yeah, something. that's amazing. I don't know. They don't have it in the DVD. Why what do did? Why don't they don't give him a chance? In a hmm. yeah. So I will uh, still have a couple of films. Okay. Uh, the one film uh, is something that I was really waiting and for a long time, and I'm really happy that I could now in 2020 enjoy it because it's from a Irish animation studio, Cartoon Saloon, um, who made Secret of the Kells and uh, Song of the Sea. They made their third film that is forms kind of a trilogy of iris folk mythology um, stories uh, with a new film called wolf walkers and it was in the oscars i think yeah yeah and it of course didn't win because soul won and (laughs) (laughs) and i think i maybe mentioned it already there that this is was the Absolutely, like a perfection of animation for me. Mm. It's absolutely marvelous. It's a very the the funny thing is that it's not a groundbreaking story. It's a, a very predictable, very simple story uh, set in the Irish, deep in Irish mythologies, uh, and it's all about wolves and what they represent in that story. But the way it handles that story, the way it tells that meaning of wolves how it connects to the characters what how does it translate that is the, 
best in filmmaking that I've seen. It's it's the example. It, this is like the equivalent of how well Kipling does their stories, how well they craft. Kipling movies can be much more creative for sure, imaginative. Uh, uh, but they can have simple stories in the end. They don't have like Laputa Castle in the Sky. Is not the most groundbreaking story. It's amazingly made, you know. Yeah. Top quality animation. Mm -hmm. uh, Wolf Walkers represents that type of filmmaking, where you have, you, you could really say these are the best animators that are around. You know, best storytellers in animation. This is like where the equivalent to the high high points of French animation or something, you know. Like so I I'm absolutely happy to see how Cartoon Saloon and Irish animation has grown to this level that you can really compare it to like Kipli or something. Yeah. I wish for example like Finland would get that kind of uh, they are working on it. Journey. They are doing a lot here. Yeah. yeah, but it's you can see that it's still in very early steps. Mm. You know, still kind of developing itself. And we, we, I would love to have somebody as, as Tom Moore, from Cartoon Salon, who is like this creative head, who who could take, let's say, Finnish mythology and craft so intelligent stories out of it. Like uh, we have a lot of that stuff in Finland. Yeah. Kalevala, you know, it's full of. Wonderful stories from the forest, yeah. but uh, uh, you know. So we we'll see. Maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. And the last film on my list that I wanted to say is uh, absolute. It's it's. I wanted to keep it uh, last because it's the most charming, and I I I feel most relaxed with this film. I could just see it as a therapy, you know, again and again. And uh, it's my aspiration. And it's Hong Sang So, if I could say it correct, Korean filmmaker, uh, The Woman Who Ran. It's Hong Sang Su. Oh, sorry. Hong they, Sang it's just written in English way. Su, so, so, Su. Um, so that's it. And yeah, <laughs> because. And I am so angry that I couldn't see it. Like this was the epidemic. Yeah. Was the reason, and I haven't seen it. And this is this was because I was sure that would be my film for the year. Yeah. You okay. like his so films? Like tell you, me. You you said you we watched together Crass before. Yeah. Crass. I brought it to you like yeah. this Crass. Yeah. You introduced that. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. introduced many filmmakers to me that are that now I'm one of my favorites. Happy. Yeah. Um, like rent, rent a cat, you know. Yes. He re she really became my f favorite filmmaker. So. Yeah. So. And this um, this uh, uh, coffee house in Finland. This. Um, yeah, Ogigami, I think was her name. No, me. Okay. Yeah, Lokki, the restaurant. Ruokala Lokki. Ruokala Lokki. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because we could to talk about her one day, but uh, so so Kras was a very. When you, I don't know, maybe it would be very interesting to hear how people, what people's experience of when they first see uh, Hong Sang Su's film for the first time. Yeah. Krask really 
like confused me also like it was like very like a huh well that's interesting and mm. very little happens in his films like they are very simple very minimalist and it's basic mostly people just sitting and talking yeah. you know every day Or going up and down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, uh, yeah, nothing yeah. more. And, and so women who ran, there's very few physical running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I know nothing about it. It's basically uh, this woman, uh, is it uh, Kim Min-hee, who everybody knows from Handmaid. Yeah. And I, I was remote... Re uh, promoting this film to friends and then friends would be like oh it's this Kim and he from I love her from Handmaid I want to see this and stuff and so But I didn't see Handmaid I didn't see Handmaid before that I saw first woman who ran so I know her from now this no I but see, yeah. but I think that she was in Thirst in the vampire film for Thirst no no No, she wasn't the thirst. She was not in thirst. No. Oh, now I mix up them because I I thought that she was the one. Okay. Yeah, no, she was in Handmaiden, very very big part. Everybody now it's very very yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but she's from other uh, films from this uh, filmmaker. So so she has ap appeared in this uh, Hong San Su's films before. Um, And here she's, she's this woman who goes mm -hmm. to meet four friends or or meets, I think, four friends. And yeah. that's it. That's the whole film. It's just him, <laughs> her sitting down talking with four friends. And it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. It's Was it black and white? No, this is color and uh, works very great in color. Yeah. Very, very like... Uh, mundane lighting, mundane apartments, there's nothing cinematic, like there's nothing, he really keeps all his punches, there's nothing that, there's no, very, hardly any drama, there's there's little bit of like a interesting conflict that at some point kind of evolves and stuff, but Uh, I love I love the slowness of it. I love how it meditative it is, and I love how it just stays in place, and we just see friends talking on a table, and you think that you are watching this during quarantine, even, and you are thinking, this is all I want from life. I want to sit on a table with friends and talk about life and everyday things, and it's it's the most beautiful thing I've seen. You know, it's like the American Beauty thing. You know, the most beautiful thing. Yeah. I've ever seen this is this film, you know, Women Who yeah. Ran, yeah. and these friends meet up, and and there's this funny, funny little humoristic situations that come up, like like there is she goes into this one apartment building, and then a neighbor comes, and there's a long scene with this neighbor who comes to their door or something. There's all it's four meetups where always the same thing happens, always repeats same pattern and there's always a conflict with a man there's always two women friends and then there's some kind of conflict with a man some kind of, and then the first conflict is that the man comes to the door and says that uh, the cat uh, 
they feed this they the 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 the, the woman who lives in the apartment feeds this uh, stray cat yeah because she likes to feed and the neighbor says i don't want you to feed i don't like the cat coming here and i don't and they have a long talk about this cat and it's this korean mentality and you know, oh very oh okay yeah 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 but no you know we like the cat so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on and it's and you don't you never see the face of the man it's always from the back so it's this kind of a stranger man talking Aww. doesn't want the cat to be there and it's it's uh, remarkable i love it it's oh i'm so sure i'm sure so maybe if i would if i if you know, all of them are equal, but I, 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 this, this is the type of movie like Koreeda or something where it's, it, it fills my soul. This, this, yeah. you know, it, it's like, I need this type of movie sometimes. So could I ask you where you saw it? I think it was a movie. You th- it's not yeah. anymore there? A lot of these films I saw from movie. Uh, we have to see for, for you. We have to see. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I, for me, that would have been in my list for sure if I had seen it. But, and instead I saw this year in the festival his, this year film, Introduction. It's called Introduction. Oh. So I went to see that in the festival and I said, I just love it, I love it. I oh. think about it again and again. It's, it's uh, one of the great films. Uh, just oh, wow. like what you're telling now, it's uh, it's about the boy who has a father and mother and there's a relation. It's yeah, yeah. Four wow. people or so on, you know, four or five people, or not yeah, also, I, I, nothing I, I, happens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm such a, you know, part of it, why, like, maybe people will like, be a little bit confused, like, why of all of these pe- films, you know, like, we talk so highly of this kind of very simple, non-happening film in a way and, uh, and one hour film which uh, not cost so much money because it's uh, and yeah compared and to monk and things you know yeah 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 there's hardly any production mm. set design <laughs> feels very much like real places but oh, who knows i don't know how they made it but how much he attention said that he, puts. he said that he makes a so that he writes it in the morning quickly buy the coffee and then takes it to the actors in the same day and they don't he don't do any screenwriting uh, beforehand and anyway it's lovely it's just yeah yeah it's they they really they're long takes and they're really uh good acting you know and they really and the i don't know maybe some complies. parties are improvised and stuff what? Yeah, the, and like in the introduction, this nature there is a big part of what happens in the around, in the outside. Yeah. And yeah. it's complex. It's like uh, <clears throat> like they've been waiting for a long time, but they've been doing it at the moment. Yeah, so uh, like people might really, yeah, like wonder why we talk so highly of this this type of filmmaking. And, and, and I, I see that not, peop- every, not everybody likes his type of filmmaking. They get... Uh, like uh, like introduction hasn't got so high rating on Leatherbox, for example. But to me, I'm I'm really such a sucker for these type of filmmakers who can make a story out of kind of nothing and just take a camera and go and film it. 
and make a story you know in the morning and it's like it's it's why i always keep uh kim giduk's ari rang as so highly on myself yeah. as as is it is because it's it's just about him who uh, filmmaker who cannot make a film but cannot help to make a film about himself not making a film and and, yeah, exactly and it goes into like, the core of filmmaking yeah opinion. it's it's like uh, jafar panahi also does that yeah exactly that's why i loved panahi's hidden and these are really mm. this these gems uh, all of these uh, you know best movies that i they expl- they they all celebrate filmmaking you know so many different ways like animation and documentary or non-existing stories in a way and no. Um, or like really dramatic, like like uh, this much I know is true is very American, like shouting and dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what what the free billboards wanted to be, you know. Yeah. You know, it's it's Americans shouting at each other nonstop. Uh, Think if angry. they had done Nomadland in that way, <laughs> just gone and done it. Well, I I have my opinions about Nomadland that we can talk. Yeah, about. yeah, but if they had done it in uh, Hong Sang Soo's way, yeah, maybe, could, yeah, maybe if uh, been... Francis McDonald wouldn't just not. No, 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 not with those people. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so those were my so. Um, uh, that was really interesting. So that's that's it. That's I think is uh, my list of it. Uh, so I think we can we can we can end it here this episode and we can next go through your list. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.